everyone and welcome along to another episode of the Celtic View podcast, your official home of everything Celtic. I'm Ryan Marr and as ever I am joined by our Celtic View editor Paul Cuddehy. Paul, I was going to ask you how was your weekend but if you've been following the Celtic game, particularly the one on Sunday, I imagine for everyone it's been a little bit deflating but how was your weekend? <laughs> in the same sort of lines with that? Yeah, I mean, that, that game, that's, I think that's the very definition of heartbreak, to be fair. The, you know, we've seen it in the past, the kind of helicopter Sunday devastation, as it was, and, and you kind of felt that the women's team were, I mean, two minutes away from yeah. winning our first ever title, and for it to be to the point where the, the trophy was actually on its way from Hamden to Celtic Park, and then for Glasgow City to get a late goal, uh, the goalkeeper made two or three great saves after that to deny Rangers. And ultimately we lose out. We finish second, we've got Champions League football. But, if, you know, in the fullness of time, I think the players will see that as, as an achievement. And hopefully there's more to come. But at the time, I'm, I'm sure, I can only imagine, or I can't even imagine, how devastated they must have been at the end. That is where we're, we're going to start and this podcast is also going to look back at the, the men's team action from the weekend and look ahead to their week where we've got Hibs away on Wednesday and then it's Trophy Day on the Saturday and also then on the Sunday it's the Scottish Cup final for the women's team and with it being Trophy Day we're going to do something a little bit more interesting as well. We're going to look back in the Trophy Days of the last 10, 11 years or so and try and pick our favourites from it. So. Stay tuned for that. But yes, only one place to start, and that is Sunday at Celtic Park. Celtic women defeating Hearts 2-0. The game is in the 90th minute, and Glasgow City score in the 92nd minute at Ibrooks to seal the title. We kind of spoke a little bit there, just about the emotions behind it all. At Being at the game on Sunday, it was just, yeah, I think deflating is a word that I would use to sum it all up because you are literally seconds away from winning the title and then word starts to spread that Glasgow City have scored and then word spread again that Rangers had actually scored and everyone's on a high again. And for the girls to put in so much effort this season and to not come away the title is, is so devastating. But at the same time, they really should be so proud of their efforts throughout the whole season. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there was one period towards the, the latter part of the season when it looks as if we might have been out of it. So we've had to go on this incredible run. The game at Celtic Park against Glasgow City, that was a pivotal win and it kept us in the title race right down to the wire. And it's, you could even see at the end of the game until the, the stadium announcer actually read out the scoreline from Ibrox that Glasgow City had won. And that was the one result that, that ensured that obviously Glasgow City won the league. The players still weren't quite sure what was happening because, as you say, there had been this reaction. Suddenly there was a cheer come up out of nowhere from, from the crowd, this incredible crowd of over 15,000. And, you know, the players might have thought, right, we've done it. Um, but I think, you know, if, if Glasgow City had, had been comfortably ahead in the game, I think, you know, it's still been a horrible way to lose in the final day of the season. But it was the fact that it was so close and, and you know, you're beginning to think this is history just being made here at Celtic Park. and. And for it not to happen, you just can't help feeling sorry for the the players because of the you know the season that they've had. For anyone that doesn't know what the situation was prior to the game, we were currently we were sitting third going into that match. Rangers and Glasgow City were both ahead of us, and the situation was if Glasgow City won, it didn't matter 
what happened in our game. They were going to win the league. If it was a draw and we won the game, then we would be the champions. If Rangers won and we won, then it would come down to goal difference. Um, so, yeah, there were so many permutations in that match and yeah, everything just seemed to be, be going our way. In terms of the actual game itself for the women, you could probably sense at the start there was maybe a little bit of nerves, maybe weren't testing the goalkeeper enough, but then Caitlin Hayes steps up, as she has done pretty much throughout the whole season for a centre-half to have scored the number of goals. A real sort of captain's moment there, a real leader's moment. I know she's not the captain, but a real moment that a leader steps up and takes ownership and puts us in front. And then in the second half, I thought they played really, really well. That way that they knew they had to go and try and get another goal in case Rangers scored and then it comes down to goal difference and we'd lose the title. But they'd done so in a way that ensured they stayed tight at the back and they weren't just going all out of attack. So I was really, really impressed with their performance. And yeah, just so devastated they didn't get it over the line. Yeah, I mean, we, we dominated the game and on that big park. And, you know, as you say, we probably could have and should have scored more goals. But, you know, the, the players did what they had to do, which was to win and win by a couple of goals. So it would have meant even if, you know, Rangers had equalised or, or had won by the odd goal, we'd have still won in goal difference. So, you know, we did everything that we could do. And it was just, I suppose it's, you always hear it from, from players and managers that they always want to be in control of their own destiny. And, and we weren't. And, you know, I, I think... Fran Alonso said after the game that for, for Glasgow City to go to Ibrox and to win is, is credit to them. So, you know, congratulations for them to win the league. Um, but I, I, as I say, I think just the manner of it, it was, I mean, it was as a, as a spectacle for the women's game. I think there was so many positives. The fact that it was a three-way title race that went down to, to the wire. There was over 15,000 fans here at Celtic Park, which was a bigger attendance than probably the majority of, of games in the senior men's game over the weekend. There was just under 9,000 at Ibrook. So that's that's about 24,000 fans that have come out to, to see that. It was being covered, you know, you know, Sky Sports were having, you know, bulletin, flash bulletins from both stadiums. So there was, it kind of, there was a sense that, you know, the women's game, there's just a, a level of interest. It's just gone up a notch. And, you know, again, the atmosphere at Celtic Park was amazing, but it's just taking that next step to, to actually win it. And, I mean, there wasn't really much more the team could have done on the day and, and just circumstances. I say I've, the Glasgow City goalkeeper is probably the, the hero for them because even after they score that injury time, one of, I think she produced two or three great saves to deny Rangers an equaliser, which would have given us the title. So, uh, as I say, I... I you know, must be devastating, and that's the. I suppose that's the challenge for for Fran Alonso and his coaching staff, is they have to harness that and and the positivity of of how well they did, and you know pushing for the title, getting into the Champions League place, because there's a massive game coming up this Sunday at Hamden for the chance to win and for us to retain the Scottish Cup that we won last season. So that's the challenge this week is to, as much as they can, put aside the disappointment of Sunday. And, and use the positives to get into to a big Glasgow Derby final. Yeah, let's look at the positives. Let's let's try and have a look at that because performance-wise on Sunday, it was a good performance. I thought there were some real standout players in there. Natasha Flint's goal was a brilliant goal and I thought she was excellent in that role in, in midfield, something that she's moved back from when she started off. As a striker when she first came into the club in January, I thought she was so dominant, she was so powerful. I thought 
Jacinta was brilliant as well in the game. So there's lots of positives there. The other thing, as you mentioned, is that we have finished second in the league, which means we are going to be in the Champions League next season as well. So that's something at the start of the season they would have set out to try and achieve to make sure they get back to that competition and hopefully we can have some big nights there next season and maybe some at Celtic Park. You never know, it'd be brilliant for them to be back in there. And then going into a cup final this Sunday as well where you've come in on the back of a, a win, you come in on the back of a, another big win the week before that against Glasgow City as well. Rangers have lost their game on Sunday at home to Glasgow City. So if you take all, if you take out the, the context of you just lost out and winning the title, if you take everything else with it, you'd go into the game on Sunday and say, we're going into it as favourites. So they just need to have that positivity and, that, and keep that going, don't they? I mean, there's probably not much to choose. There isn't much to choose between the, no. the two sides. And, you know, they're probably, there's positives and negatives for both teams. So, you know, we've the disappointment of being two minutes away from being the champions. We have to get over that. Obviously, Rangers, they miss out in the Champions League place and also have to relinquish the title they won last season so there's disappointment there so both sides are coming in and it's maybe who bounces back quickest and, and approaches the game with the most positivity because there is a trophy to be won the first Scottish Cup final in the women's game played at Hamden as well there'll be a big crowd it's a derby game you know there's there's been a lot going on in these games this season both sides have won both sides have lost obviously so there's a lot to play for, but by and large, I think on the big occasions, on the big stages, this Celtic team has responded and, and performed really well. So that, for me, that's the, the biggest, uh, you know, encouragement ahead of the game that I think that this is a, we're a big game team. And I think the last couple of weeks will really have helped the team, having played their last two home matches at Celtic Park and getting more acclimatised with playing in that type of environment and atmosphere and you know they're playing it you hear it all the time with the women when they're playing like Peter's Hill and they're complaining about the size of the pitch and how compact it is and then all of a sudden you're playing at this massive pitch at, at Celtic Park and that takes a little bit of time to get used to and I thought in the game on Sunday they handled that quicker and better than they did in the previous game against Glasgow City and again I think that's only going to help them when they go to Hamden on Sunday that they've got more minutes in their legs and that type of occasion and that size of pitch as well. So hopefully that's something that they can take with them. Yeah, I mean, again, it's. I think the biggest thing is you just have to go in and, and say, right, we've, we've beaten Rangers this season already. Because the positivities that were mentioned for Celtic equally apply to the opposition as well. They obviously played at Highbrooks at the weekend as well. So... I don't think it's those things that will make a difference. To be honest, I think both teams will go into the game. They've both played at Hamden in the semi-final and, and get through. So I think there is so little to choose between the sides. But I think it's who I think for me it's who reacts the best mm. to to the weekend. Yeah, probably. And agree. and can almost set aside the disappointment of of not winning the league, and then just focus on on winning a Glasgow derby. There'll be a big crowd. So, you know, it's a great atmosphere and, you know, we've spoken about it many times, it, you know, any uh, form of football at any stage, mm -hmm. at any level, if you put one team in Celtic strips and one team in Rangers strips, there's a real edge to it. And so, you know, I'm sure the team will want to just make sure we sign off with, with a win. It's a trophy we won in dramatic circumstances last season and they'll not want to give that up. And given the season we've had, you know, I think they definitely deserve a piece of silverware, but 
that's not necessarily how football works. They need to go out and, and earn the right to, to do that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the game, actually. I think it'll be a really good game because I think both teams are just going to go at it. Yeah, as you said, it's our, our trophy. We beat Glasgow City last season 3-2 at Tynecastle. Hopefully there's going to be an even bigger crowd than there was there last season because this game being at Hampden Park. And just on that crowd again on Sunday, I think probably need to mention it again. Yeah, just under 16,000 at Celtic Park. The week before, it was over 10, wasn't it? Just under 10. Just under 10. So, two weeks in a row, break the record for domestic crowds in Scotland. And I think that's something that really has to be applauded from all the fans that turned out, because the atmosphere on Sunday was, was honestly, it was, it was incredible. And you can tell what that gave to the team on the park on Sunday. And hopefully, I mean, I think this could be something that we look back on potentially being a real seismic moment for the women's game. Hopefully that is going to be the case, where it's that sort of breakthrough of a couple of weeks of successive breaking of the of the record and then going into a cup final where again, hopefully you have a big crowd and hopefully we win and it just kind of continues that momentum and that feel-good factor and everybody seemed to have a great time on Sunday and it's also, I was getting messages off people who work in England actually at some clubs and they were mentioning saying that it's amazing to see what what Celtic put on on Sunday so positives all round in that sense but hopefully it's a real kind of moment for the women's game. Yeah you would you would like to think so and I think there's a combination of things obviously the drama of the final day I, I think the previous week not only the fact that the, you know at the time it was a, a record attendance for the Glasgow City game it was the fact we won it I think you know it'd have been great as an occasion but if we hadn't followed that up with a, a result but I think that gave it a wee bit of momentum, so I, you know the fans really responded to that and to get to get out and back the team again. I think there is an element of, and I think that's maybe a longer term thing of, of location. You know, there's no doubt that you know you might you might not be getting fifteen thousand coming week in week out to, to watch the women's team, but I think you you maybe would get more people if they were playing somewhere else. You know, I know the last season we've been playing at the Excelsior, and I, I don't know if that encourages as many fans out as we would like to, to you know I think there's no doubt that having the games at Celtic Park and then obviously the game at Hamden you know it's a bigger venue but I think people gravitate because that's where they you know they obviously that's where they normally go and see see Celtic as opposed to going out to Airdrie and I think other clubs have found that as well I think Rangers were playing out in Cumberland and they probably had the same thing where not many as many people are going yeah you know it's the kind of the core set of fans but I hope that the thousands of fans that have been there They've had such a positive experience. We've seen two Celtic victories that that kind of that's the, that is the platform for more fans to start going and, and supporting the team week in week out. Well, all the best to the girls on Sunday. It's a half one kickoff, I think, at, yeah. at Hampden against Rangers. Get your tickets, get down, support the girls because you see what your support does to them on the park with two big victories at Celtic Park. So hopefully, with another big crowd behind them all in green and white, then they can get their hands on the Scottish Cup once again. Uh, Paul, why don't we have a look then at the, the first team from the weekend. It was a 2-2 draw with St Mirren. I think we were all kind of looking for a reaction from the week before and we didn't really get it in the way that we were hoping for, but we continued our domestic home run under the manager, which is one positive, but overall it probably wasn't the, the best display all round, was it? Yeah, I thought it was interesting if you look at Callum McGregor's interview with Celtic TV after the game and 
you can tell he's, he's not happy with the, I mean, the standards he sets and he has for himself and for the team are, are just so high that any time we, we deviate from that, then obviously there's that dissatisfaction. But you could tell that, and he would have been, would have been a reflection of the dressing room, that they wouldn't have been happy that they didn't perform the way that, that we've come to expect. I think particularly in the first half, we felt, I think he, that he said that we just weren't at you know, that, the level that we want. Simon get the early breakthrough to advantage of a, a defensive mix-up, and um, I think somebody had said in the office actually, if you if you if you didn't really know anything about Scottish football and you watched the Celtic Simon game, you'd be thinking this Curtis Main's like a world beater because he actually probably had the game of his life. And uh, yeah, fair play to him. I mean, there, there was an element. I mean, if if it was going to be a draw, it was almost part of me thinking if it was three because he probably deserved the match ball. For, he had two headers which he should have scored. He hit the post in that mad sixty seconds where. Uh, St Mern hit the post then we got the park and oh has a great shot which I think it was I think Carson actually got a touch on it it was out for a corner but it came off the post as well so it was real end to end stuff I think the team again it was just that idea of even if we're not at our best we just we just keep going with lots of possession but maybe not as many chances as we would have wanted Cal McGregor steps up with a wonderful goal and we you know we, we don't accept defeat so we keep going we keep going but you know, you could tell, as I say, from the the captain's reaction, and even the manager. I think, I think there's still a perspective. That, oh yeah. You know, obviously we're we're looking ahead now to trophy day, so we've won the league again. We've got we're going for a treble, and then when you actually look at our our league record, um, it's it's phenomenal. You know, we've got two games to go. I think we've we've won what thirty two, drawn two, and lost two. So. And you know, scored over a century ago, so it's it's still a phenomenal record. And the most interesting thing was actually during the Celtic TV commentary that Tom Boyd had mentioned. I think it was the the treble winning season, Martin's first season, that we actually lost our last two league home league games. I think it was. We certainly lost a couple of games after we'd secured we'd secured the title so early. And there was a kind of there was a kind of you know, there was peaks and troughs. It was a, a wee trough before we kind of peaked again for the Scottish Cup final. So. It, these things can happen, but it's 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 keeping all these things in, into perspective as well. And and to be fair to St Mirren, they had said that we're going to come and have a go. They played to their strengths, and you can see why they finished in the top six this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, probably a really good game if you were a neutral or a St Mirren fan to watch because uh, it was two teams that they, there were chances at either end. I think in that point about that little lull before you then peak again, I think you even saw that last season where... We drew at home here against Rangers. We won the league with a, a draw against Dundee United. And in the last game of the season, we come out and we absolutely battered Motherwell 6-0. And it's one of our best performances of the season. So maybe these things can happen. But as you mentioned about Cal McGregor and his reaction, I think what you have with this team and what they've shown throughout the last couple of years is that they have had two performances now which aren't at their levels. But they're not going to be in that dressing room being like, oh, it's fine, guys, because you know, the season's coming to an end, like, that team are going to be pushing for the next game to be like, no, we need to get this right, we, we can't have another performance like that again. So that that obviously gives you a bit of belief and a bit of confidence in the team and everything else that they've done this season and the season before as well. So, um, yeah, it does lead us on to, to playing Hibs away in, on Wednesday, our last away game of the season, and then we've got the trophy day on Saturday as well against Aberdeen. So that's a good thing about football is that you've got a couple of games in quick succession to put things right. Yeah, and I think 
again, Hibs, they're still maybe fighting for, well, they're obviously still fighting for fifth with St Mirren. They'll, you know, they're at home. So it'll be, I think it'll be an entertaining game. And, and I think in some respects that might, it might just help us, like a team maybe come in and have a goal and we'll forget a pretty good record against Hibs. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I th and I think it was interesting, John Kennedy did the pre-match press conference last week and he did in, in reference to, you know, the, the game still to go in preparation for the Scottish Cup and he was, you know, as is the case, you have to just only look at the next game, but team players have to be performing, so it doesn't really matter if you're in the team, if you're not performing, you might not, you, you might find yourself out for the cup final, so, but the, the players all know that anyway, that's always been the case at Celtic, it, you know, there's no player that's guaranteed their place, so I, I fully expect us to go through to Easter Road on Wednesday night, win, and then, you know, trophy day is always, it's always, it's always special. a great day, you yeah. know, hopefully the sun's shining as well, you know, it'll be a great, a great occasion, you know, I, I like the symmetry of starting the season against Aberdeen and finishing it. And it'll be interesting, the dynamic of that one, it depends on the Wednesday night results, because they might already have secured third place, depending on how the results go Wednesday night. But again, they'll want to come and have a go, as, as, as they've done in the past, so you know, I think it'll still be an entertaining yeah. game. I think the weather is meant to be really nice this weekend as well. It seems like it's always the case in Trophy Day. Yeah, generally, if, I always think if it's, if it's a sunny day on Trophy Day, then we generally hammer whoever's the opposition. Yeah, we do, don't we? And we're going to look back at some of them just now, and looking back at the highlights, that was certainly the case, and some of our biggest wins, it's always when the sun's shining, so hopefully we've got the sun out on Saturday, a big win against Aberdeen, and then that rolls us into the Scottish Cup final, but... Yeah, as that is trophy day, it's our 11th in the last 12 years. So, to look ahead to Does it... Does that mean that we might be the dominant force in Scottish football? I don't know. Some people <laughs> might think otherwise, um, but I don't know. It's hard to say sometimes. It's hard to say. It's hard to call it. I mean, maybe if you can, if you're nitpicking, maybe it's... I don't know. I don't know. I'll leave it for others to decide on that one. <laughs> but yeah, 11 and 12. So, not bad going. Um, so what, to, what we're wanting to do is look back. We've got a list of five of the best of those since 2012. And I want us to decide our top, rank those five in order. So what we've got, we've got in 2012 when we beat Hearts 5-0, where Gary Hooper scored five goals. Then in 2014, we defeated Dundee United 3-1 at Celtic Park. Uh, which was Sam Anassi's last game for the club and he scored his final goal. In 2016, another sunny day at Celtic Park, we had a 7-0 victory against Motherwell where we had seven different goal scorers on that game and it's maybe most remembered for young Jack Aitchison at the time, he still is young actually, because he was only 16 then, becoming Celtic's youngest ever goal scorer. Um, then we then have in 2017, who can forget this one, the 2-0 win against Hearts, which broke the points record, we became invincible because of it in the league and because of that TIFO display as well from the fans. And then the final one is last season, 2022, 6-0 victory over Motherwell when the sun was shining again in Angie's first trophy day. So I want us to rank them in order. So why don't we start off with, why don't you give us your five to three and then we can leave the last two till the end. Five so to three, right. So fifth would be 2014. Okay. Yep. Uh, that was George's Samaras. Samaras, yeah. Week. Yeah. And what you got for? Uh, 2012. 2012, Cooper scoring. five goals. Yeah. And third place would be 2000 and. I'm Swithin, actually. Uh, probably 2000 and. 
17, actually. 2017? Yeah. The 2-0 game against Hearts. Okay, so we are going to be different then. So my five... My fifth was Dundee United as well, 3-1. Fourth place, I went for Hearts. But then in third place, I went for uh, I went for the 7-0 game in 2016. Right. So we'll start off then. So we've got those first two in the same order. So 2014 against Dundee United. Yes, yeah, Samanasi's last game. He scored his last goal for the club with a, a penalty. That victory also made us finish in 99 points and we broke the 100 goals barrier with that game as well. And I think that season sometimes actually goes a little bit under the radar with actually how how dominant we were, of course. But some of the records we broke, because I think we conceded the fewest amount of goals, we broke the record for clean sheets in that season as well. Um, but just in that game, have you got any any memories of that? Remember Samanasi's last moment as a Celtic player? I mean, I'm being perfectly honest. Not too many memories. <laughs> I think it's it's uh, it's funny. Like I, I always think with football, so you remember games from like your childhood and teenage years when like you know, football is your obsession. It's your number one. Uh, you know, it's, it's the, your only priority, your only importance. I think the older you get, and then in recent years, it's sometimes it's harder to remember specific like games. I think there's there's certain games that stand out, but sometimes in the course of the season. You're thinking, well, I can remember a game from twenty years ago, but like, yeah, three weeks ago, I'm think I have to have a wee think about it. So no, it's not one that. That's maybe why it was the fifth. Out of the yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I was how old was I in that game? Uh, trying to do some quick maths here, so I think I was fifteen in that game. Um, and I, I love Sam as a player, so like saying bye to him uh, was always. It was a nice moment. It was nice for him to get a goal as well. And I think he was quite emotional when he was walking around at the end of the match as well. So that was quite a nice moment. Um, so, OK, on to our fourth one then. So we've both got in fourth place 5-0 at home to Hearts. And I think I mean, to score five goals in a game from Gary Hooper, yeah. pretty sensational. Um, I can remember that game well. There's only maybe a couple of players would have scored more than five goals in a game. I think maybe with Dixie Deans and Jimmy McGrory also scored eight, didn't he? Dixie Deans got six yeah. in the game against Partick Thistle. And, but in, and Bobby Lennox and Stevie Chalmers both scored five apiece yeah. in the same game. So it's good company to be yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a brilliant striker, wasn't he, Gary Hooper? Phenomenal. I mean, he's just, some of his goals, I mean, he's just one of these guys, that he, he just, you can tell it was instinctive. He just knew where the goal was, but he just that burst of pace and a brilliant first touch. Um, I always, I, I mean, I don't know if I've never heard him speaking about whether he felt he left Celtic too early. I always felt he did leave Celtic too early. I think another season or two, playing at our level, you know, in terms of you know, playing in Europe as well, I think he, I think he would have gone on to bigger things. Mm -hmm. Whereas I, I think whether he was in a hurry to leave, I don't know. But yeah, to score five goals in a game, you know, especially to beat Hearts five 0 is. Was was tremendous and yeah, it was phenomenal. Yeah. So then your third place, you've got the two 0 game in twenty seventeen against Hearts. What's your thinking behind that one? I don't know. I mean, it was just. I mean, it's just a. I don't know if it was a toss of the coin type thing. I think when I think of that season, and I, you know, I think it is incredible that after after we'd won the league and we we just maintained that form, it just ensured that we went through the whole league season unbeaten. But I always, it was almost like the, not the calm before the storm for me that season. It was like, mm. it, it wasn't the most exciting, 
game. It was just like we, we got over the line. It was you know it was great, but everybody was already looking forward to the next weekend, to the game at Hamden against Aberdeen, when we can be invincibles across the whole season and winning the treble. So I always, it's a game that kind of for me quite often goes under the radar because I you know whenever you think of that season, you think of beating you know Aberdeen with Tom Rogic's last minute goal. So I think that's maybe why it hasn't. Yeah. Stuck I, with me. I can remember being really nervous going into that game because you just you were thinking to yourself like, could you imagine if we? I if wasn't we were... at all. No. No, I just you just felt that team. I mean, obviously there was anxiety in the cup final because it's the one off and Aberdeen yeah. played really well that day and gave us a right game, a right good game. But I, I just felt those league games. There was just a momentum in that team, regardless of what was going to happen in the game. They weren't they weren't losing that game, and it was like a comfortable two 0 win. We just did enough. Yeah, it wasn't the most eye-catching game, but I think for me, I've I've got it higher up, um, and maybe get onto those reasons in a minute um, because I've actually got it as my my number one. I'll go through really? my next two then because yeah, in second place, I've got the six 0 game from last season against Motherwell, and in number one, I've got the the twenty seventeen. So what's your top two? So in second place, it's the two thousand and sixteen game. Yep, and uh, last season's is actually my top one. Okay, so. We'll finish off in that Hearts one then. So the reason that I've put that as top is because the achievement to go the season undefeated in the league was one thing. But also, I think mainly just because of the occasion and my memories of that event, of the TIFO display, which then the Celtic fans were awarded the FIFA Best Fan of the Year award because of that. I remember actually being like strangely like quite emotional because the, the TIFO was up for ages before the team came out. My arms were killing me for one. But um, but yeah, just everybody all in unison singing In the Heat of Lisbon for about a good 10 minutes before the match. And just like looking around and almost that way of like, oh, I'm so proud to support this club and that these are your fans. So I think that memory just lasts so long. But as you said, probably because of the, what happened the week after the game against Aberdeen, it maybe doesn't get the attention that it should but yeah that's that's my reason for it being being number one um so you've got the seven nil game in second place yeah so i, I, I got ju- it in third I, I just felt that game obviously it was an end of an era i i, I like i had a lot of time for ronnie dyla i thought i thought he was a good man i thought he was a good guy to deal with and you know he did a lot of good things and i think when you look at some of the the players that he particularly you know so he you know likes a stuart armstrong he brought christopher Ayer, he gave Callum McGregor and Kieran Tierney their breakthrough. So he, he laid a lot of foundations for what came afterwards. And it was a kind of, I liked, what I liked about the game, it was like a beautiful sunny day. We played great football, you know, like Ryan Christie maybe scored his first goal. Kieran Tierney did. Jack Aitchison came on as, as our youngest ever player. And I think just about his first touch scores a goal. There was so much, but it was a nice way, you, you know, managers don't always get the chance to leave, or, or even players sometimes in, in the, the best way sometimes you leave abruptly or like even if there's not a, a you know a, a home game at the end of the season whatever it just it felt a nice way I think Celtic fans always had a lot of affection for Ronnie and it was a nice way for you know to leave in a, a really positive way we'd won the league we played some great football but then also it just felt like it was then the springboard when you know to what was going to become the next yeah. although we none of us could have anticipated just how remarkable that period of success was subsequently so I've just got a I really like. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with everything you say there because 
I can remember coming away from the game and sure Armstrong scored a screamer and you're thinking, God, okay, next season, if you can get him right, he'll be a brilliant player. Tierney got his first goal and Christy got his first goal and you're looking at the team and you're going, you know, we've got some really, really good, exciting young players and, you know, if we can get them all firing, then next season could be special and it turned out that way for pretty much all of those players and for that squad. So you're 100% right. It was really was... It was the end of an era, but also the start of a new one, in a way. Because it's interesting that if you, when you talk about those players, it's, you know, Ronnie obviously had an eye for players, and particularly, you know, they'd seen the potential of younger players bringing Chris Iyer over here, and, you know, say, bringing Callum McGregor and Kieran, Kieran Tierney through. But then Brendan Rodgers, you know, one of his great skills is then... Patrick Roberts signed in as well. Uh, you know, bringing, you know, the players that are there, he just takes them on to a different level. So all those players you mentioned, they did step up to, you know, to a different level. And that's, you know, where the, the phenomenal success of the Invincibles, etc. Mm -hmm. came in. But yeah, no, I just, I, I really, I just always remember that fondly. The reason that I've picked last season yeah, is, is the first. It, again, it felt like on the day it crystallised everything that, you know, was good about Ange's team last season, which and has then, you know, come to fruition again this season. It was another beautiful sunny day. But I think where we ended up from where we started, you know, that the start of that season with the manager having to come in and very, very quickly having to build a completely new team. We start off with a defeat at at Castle. And in the first, I think the first six games we won our home games, we lost the three away games and, and you know that September where we had Games at, I think, Easter Road, Fir Park and Pataudry, and they were all pivotal games. We win them and suddenly things start to build. And by the time it gets to the end of the season, you know, we obviously win the league and we'd only won it in midweek as well. You know, so there was still that euphoria coming into the game, but it was a kind of sense of it was the start of something. But to have achieved what we did in such a short space of time from, from our standing start, I think was remarkable. And... You know the, the day. The day was great. The game was great. You know the the performance, the goals, and then obviously the manager's post match speech on on the, the part was so inspirational. So, and again, when you look back with the benefit of what's happened this season, and, and as we speak, we stand on the verge of another domestic treble, um, which is remarkable. And again, it, it kind of vindicates what the manager was. You know, when he said, we'll come back, we're bigger, we're, you know, we're better, we're stronger because we never stop. And, you know, that's that's been the case. So that's, that would be why I yeah. chose that one. Because with the 7-0 game we were talking about there and you were looking at it and thinking, we've got a good group here. If we can get things right next season or if we can improve from what we've done in that season, then we could be a really special team. But the difference with that one last season in the 6-0 game is that from what the manager said, that we're going to come back bigger, better and stronger... And you're already sitting there in a in a position of real strength, and you're you're going, wow! If if we do come back bigger, better, and stronger, what are we going to be like next season? And there's that sense of excitement, but it wasn't. It was excitement that you could back it up with because of the performance we put in that season and in that match. You know, Kyogo got a couple of goals. Yakimakis got a couple, and that made him top goal scorer in the league that season as well. But yeah, it was just a real sense being at the stadium that day of everybody being extremely excited about what was to come yeah. the next season and to see if we could take it on another step. I wonder what the manager's going to have planned to say this Saturday if he's going to come back. Well, do you know, it's slightly, because I think it will be slightly different because obviously it's the last home game of the season. Trophy Day is always a great day. I think it's a nice day for you know, the players and their families. And I think, because it's funny, I always think, 
it's interesting. Occasionally, you you'll see some people on online, and you know, because obviously it's the team that have won it, but then they bring their families and their partners, etc. On, I think that's really important because the the managers always said, "This isn't done in isolation." That that you know, the, all the coaching staff and the man and the players, you know, they're working day in day out. But you know, there's a whole kind of infrastructure of of family and friends and who make a lot of sacrifices for them to do that. So I think it's really important that they get to share that day. I think it's important for them. I think it's important for the players. I really like that, actually. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a really important thing. The difference this season is we've got another game because, you know, we've we've replicated what we've done last season so far. We're 90 minutes away from this team then taking its place amongst the, the other teams that have won the domestic treble. And that, that takes it to a different level. So... It might be more of a reflection on what's to come next week as opposed to, to next season. Yeah. Oh, well, you've both picked different ones. I, I don't know if we'll be able to decide on the winner because I, I did like my choice. You, I think you, it's me. You think it's <laughs> I don't want to bow down to your pressure either. I'm going to stand strong with mine. So maybe maybe the people can decide if you have your opinion and what you think the best one is. Um, I was going to say, because you had that one in third place at the 2-0 game and I had the 6-0 game in second place, then... On average, that's got a better score, so maybe that would. But I'm sticking with my decision. I I, I like my one at two now, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. But yeah, if you if if you have your say, then do let us know if you disagree with us or if you if you do agree with us or think one of us is right, um, particularly me, then let me know. Um, <laughs> that just that just finishes off Paul on our predictions, which is something that you definitely have the upper hand on. So um, you are twelve ahead and. This is going to be the final week of it because after this, it's pretty much all the football's finished and it's just the, the Scottish so, Cup final. So. so next week will be the trophy trophy day in the podcast. <laughs> a double a double trophy day over that weekend. Uh, yeah, I'll need to get down to the engraver and, and get get your initials put into it. Unless I can somehow have a 12-point swing in one week, which mathematically could happen. So, I don't know, maybe... Um, I definitely feel like I'm at that team that's sitting in second place that they get a little win and then they're like oh actually I've got the bragging rights now um, <laughs> so to finish it off on um, we've got another seven games yeah I need a miracle to, to to turn this around so why don't we start off with on Wednesday night Hibs against Celtic I'm going to go for 3-1 to Celtic okay I'm going to go for 2-0 to Celtic in that one Another game that evening in the Scottish Premiership is Dundee United against Colmarnock. A real basement battle. I mean, I Dundee United need to win. Yeah, I mean, I hope. I would. I would want Dundee, Dundee United to win. Uh, but I don't know. They've, they've suddenly hit another slump. Although Colmarnock lost at the weekend. I'm gonna go for two each. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how that's gonna go. Because it's the thing at the moment you get a little bit of form doing that bit of the table, but then it doesn't last because that's the reason you're in that position in the table. So Dundee United got a couple of wins and now they've lost a couple of games. I think Dundee United might just win it one 0 because they need to win it. So at home as well, um, yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, Friday night, this one is Air United against Partick Thistle to maybe. One of those teams are going to potentially play one of Dundee United and Kilmarnock. Um, this is our up from that one, so do you think they'll 
they win that one again. I think they'll see, see it out. It was interesting, they'd, I saw an interview with Chris Doolan, their manager, ahead of that game, and he said he's been involved in these sort of playoffs. He says momentum's a massive thing, and this will have got a bit of momentum. I, I could see them losing it. I could see Air United winning 2 1 on the night, which I, that's my prediction. But I, I, they're not going to overturn their 3 0 first leg defeat. So I, I think Thistle will be in the, the playoff to get up. Yeah, I think that's what, what scored you? 2 1 Air United. 2-1 to United. Yeah, on the night, yeah, the Thistle uh, Yeah, I think, it might, I think it might be a draw on that one because Ayr are going to throw everything at it. Akinye, Yemi didn't play in the last game, but I imagine they'll, they'll put Playman in this. But uh, yeah, I think it might be a draw, maybe two each on that one. Um, going a little bit different here, on Saturday, it's the playoff final in England, Coventry against Luton. I thought it may, may be a good one to mention. Whoever wins that gets um, into the Premier League. It's two, I think it's quite a, an interesting final as well. Two teams we've not seen in a while in the Premier League. And I don't know who's going to win that one. It's going to be... Yeah, I think it's good actually that because quite often it seems to be the same teams that kind of yeah. got them down between the, the, the Premier League and the Championship. I mean, that's, that's the game that they always bill as the richest game in, in football because of what's an offer. I, I mean, I, I'm not really. I am not either. <laughs> either side. It's a guess. Uh, I'm just going to, I think, 3 2 to Coventry. Right, okay. So because you've done that, then I'm going with Luton then, and I'll say 2 1 to Luton, time in that one. Um, and then uh, our game here for Trophy Day on Saturday against Aberdeen. 3 1 to Three Celtic. One. Do you know what I actually thought? We were talking about our favourite trophy days. Maybe my favourite trophy day was actually the last time we played Aberdeen at home. When we lost 1-0 in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Aberdeen finished second. <laughs> we've got to add that one in, actually. <laughs> we maybe could have a consensus on that as being number one. Uh, what did you say there? 3-1 to Celtic. 3-1 to Celtic. I'm going to say, again, just because you're thinking it's trophy day, you're going to come out and absolutely batter Aberdeen. But they might have something to play for, so it might be a little bit more tricky. So... I might say 2 1 in that one. I think it could be tight. Um, I meant to get the other game up, actually, which was going to be the, the final game for the relegation battle um, with Kilmarnock. I think it is playing Ross County, but I didn't put it down and I can't remember off the top of my head. So we'll leave it just now and we'll get that one afterwards. Um, so the last one then to finish on is the women's game against Rangers in the Scottish Cup final. I think it, we will win 2 1 after extra time. <sighs> Okay, 2-1 after extra time. I am going to go for 2-0 in that one. I think we'll, we'll come out, we'll be strong, we'll see it through, get our hands in the cup again, and we'll have a big weekend of celebrations, good. which should be good. Um, yeah, no, thank you everyone for, for listening. Um, you always make sure you can like and subscribe to the Celtic View podcast, and yeah, subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts, because we're coming out every week at this moment in time, so you want to make sure you don't miss it. And Next week, hopefully, as we said, we're sitting here after a win for the first team. We've got a Scottish Cup for the women's team and we're looking ahead to the Scottish Cup final for the men's team as well. So next week's going to be another big one. But for now, thank you very much for watching or listening and we'll see you again next week. Hail, hail.